Welcome to the Vantage Performance Podcast with Phil Dobby and Michael Finglon, the Executive Director and CEO of Vantage Performance. Today, five ways to improve your banking relationship. Isn't it about time that you started relating to your bank in the same way that you do with your clients and hopefully your suppliers? After all, isn't your bank just as important when it comes to the continued smooth running of your business? That's today on the Vantage Performance Podcast. So, Michael, we're going to look at ways, five ways of improving that relationship with your bank. And I guess, uh, you know, even though it's just as important for small and big businesses uh, to have that relationship, I suspect it's the big businesses that are doing it better than the smaller businesses because smaller businesses have less reason to have regular contact with their bank. That's, that's right, Phil. Large businesses tend to spend more time working on their banking relationships and their shareholder relationships, um, particularly if they've got venture capital, private equity involved. And we're really covering that broad topic today uh, because they, they they spend more time on it because they understand more clearly the strategic benefit of developing really strong banking relationships. Mm. Plus, they've got more time to, to, to devote to that big picture thinking and, and, and strategizing. Whereas your typical SME business owner, as we all know, is running, you know, sun up, sun down, uh, and they can't see the immediate benefit of developing strong relationships with the bankers, so they put that off. Whereas, you know, a larger business tend to think more long-term, strategically long-term, and and put the hard yards in now, knowing that it will pay off uh, when you need it to. Whereas a typical business owner, they flip-flop from, from one crisis or one to opportunity another, to, another. to the next, and, and so, they're looking for that short-term, short-term uh, feedback. So, the, so the five points that we're going to cover off today. I mean, do they apply mm. just equally then to the larger business and to the smaller business? Equally, Phil, and and as you know, we're you know, a big part of our model is we're, we're seriously overweight on stakeholder management. That mm. that's one of our fundamental core three things that we do. Whether we're working with you know clients in sort of really super rapid growth phase and they've got operational and and sometimes funding challenges, um, whether they're they're sort of plateauing and they need a strategic shake up to get them going again, or they're in that turnaround mode, it's more important um, to a point on the turnaround side of things because you're having to rebuild confidence and not just build on the relationship, but super critical no matter how large or small your business is. Easier to build that confidence, of course, if you've already got that established relationship. So let's so let's work through these five. And I mean, your, your first point is provide no surprises. Uh, make sure that you're treating your relationship manager within your bank as you would your business partner. Absolutely. I mean, it, it sounds easy, but, but so few business owners get this right. I mean, when you when you're the relationship manager and you, or, or a private equity firm and you've just had a significant new facility approved, you are and this is what a lot of business owners don't understand. You, the, the, the relationship manager has put their their name on this. You know their their credibility is riding on it. Particularly if they've funded you or they've extended your facilities in a situation where there are some risks around your business, your industry. So there is a lot of personal credibility riding on every deal they do. And to maintain that confidence, and confidence is a big thing we always talk about. If you want to maintain that confidence or you need to rebuild that confidence, there has to be a notion of no surprises. It's mm-hmm. one of our fundamental uh, philosophies and business practices here. And, and it's what we say to a financier when we first talk to them about a client they might have is that, you know, our, one of our promises, is there'll, there'll be no surprises. You know, there's, there's a reason why only 5 to 10% of businesses ever survive into the long term and and, and thrive. And this is one of the, kind of, one of the fundamental um, uh, 
laws underpinning that is is developing strong stakeholder relationships and and keeping them across what you're going to do, which sort of brings us on to the second point, which is uh, ensuring that the bank sees your strategic mm. clarity. Of course, for the bank to see your strategic clarity, you've got to have that strategic clarity in the first place. Yeah, that's right. I mean, a bank manager or investors or or private equity venture capital, they're looking for you to really understand your business. And and the only way you can really convey that without spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours with them is to see the output of their strategic thinking. And that is a really concise one-page strat plan. That's why we've done this talk before. If you can get it onto an A3, onto one page, and we're big fans of one-page everything (laughs) to a fault, is to get it onto one page. It means you've 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 got it. You've you've distilled it. It's clear. It's not fuzzy. You don't need a thirty-page strat plan because a thirty-page strat plan just tells me that you're trying to fill it out and mm. you don't really have. The it's, business a dumping, model dumping clear. Grand, it's a dumping ground. Dumping ground for information. It's a dump- yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. I'll use that if I may. Um, yeah. yeah, it is. It's strategic clarity. Can you distill your plan onto one page so if someone has just met you for the first time, they can see exactly what your why, your purpose is, how you're going to go about bringing your why to life, what your key strategic initiatives are, your 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 goals, the, the KPIs you're going to measure to know if you're on track, off track, what's your key selling points and unique point of difference. If you can get all that onto one page, you've got it. So that just, again, it builds confidence. And I'll, yeah. I'll keep coming back to confidence because this is what business is all about, whether you're in fast, fast growth or, or in turnaround mode, confidence is key. And it goes without saying, which is your third point, you know, that you are providing reliable financial information. Obviously, the banks want to know that you know how much money you're going to make, what your cash flow is going to look like, what your forecasts look like. Yeah. And and have you got the right mix of lead and lag indicators? You know, right. This is another thing. This is, again, the 5% that really make it and thrive. They have really good financial visibility on their business. They know where they're making money, where they're not, what does the next two weeks, the next three months look like, as well as the long, longer-term vision. And again, it's about, well, how do you demonstrate that? So again, one-page management pack. You can have your detailed packs behind it, but can you distill everything onto one page? Um, again, one-pager. A 30-week cash flow, a three-way forecast, other business intelligence dashboards where you can see how the business is going on any day of the week. And, and the confidence, it's, it's amazing the confidence our business owners um, gain just by having that, let alone the impact it's going to have on their financiers. It's, it's what they've been yearning for for so long and, and, and often they've been asking their accountant for it and they just don't know how to, de- how to deliver it or they don't have the time to spend mm. with, with their account with, with their client. So financial visibility, it's just as important for the client as it is for the banker, but you get a three- to five-fold boost on confidence if your financiers can see the detail and, and the simplicity of your reporting system. So long as you stick to it, of course. I mean, if you have a have a forecast and you keep on uh, sequentially missing it, then I guess that's a concern. But it's a yeah, it's a concern for you. It's what you do. To it. of, yeah, it's what mm. you do if you are missing it. Are you pivoting? Are you are you looking at your lead indicators that are getting that are going to give you a heads up that you may not hit the targets this month? Yeah. And you know, it's 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 again, it's the it's the multiplier effect here. They they if they know that you've got these systems in place, they know that you're going to be making good decisions. And that's one of the big things that gets most business owners into trouble is, you know, they get to the end of the month or quarter, they have a look at the numbers, it's always looking backwards. Okay, what do we do now? You've, you've lost at least a month, maybe three months. You know, if, if, if your numbers and your dashboards are telling you big picture stuff and not the, not the granularity, where do we lose money? Where do we make money? You know, why is, why, why is our conversion rate gone from, you know, 40% down to 25% on, on new leads, quotes, whatever? Um, if, if, if you don't know 
um, if you don't have that good information, you end up making the wrong decision or poor decisions. Mm. So again, it's a it's a perception thing, partly uh, as well as reality. If you've got those systems in place, your, fin- your finances will know that you've got the the data to make better decisions and better decisions more quickly. They'll see that you're on the ball. In other words, now look, it's not just the relationship between uh, you and uh, your mm. bank. It's uh, your whole management team, isn't it? You need to make sure that the bank knows this, not just you running the business. Yeah, often the financial controller or CFO is delegated the responsibility of building that relationship. And that that's at least that's that's a good base. But the again, the multiplier effect, if your bank manager has met on multiple occasions, not just your CEO, your GM, your heads of lines, your head of sales, head of production, they get a greater sense of what you're doing and a greater sense of comfort. And, you know, it, it, we, we've talked about this in, in, in sales, you know, one-on-one. People like doing business with people they, they know and trust. If you've developed a, le- a level of relationship where your bank manager trusts what you're telling them and, and it's not they're not just hearing it from the FC, but they're hearing it from multiple angles, when you need that relationship to, to, to go above and beyond for you, that's when it's going to pay off. Yeah. And if you're seeing experts, if they see, well, these people really know their area, uh, and they mm-hmm. understand that they're experts. Then, then that gets back to the whole confidence thing. Absolutely. So you, you've put the final point is developing a personal relationship. So, uh, I mean, uh, what, going for? I'm <laughs> just wondering how, in what way? Are <laughs> we careful. talking about having lots of long, <laughs> learn, 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 being very careful here. No, no, but no, are we talking about lots of long lunches in the old-fashioned way? Or, uh, or, or I mean, uh, how, how yeah. do you extend that relationship beyond, you know, the formal meetings that you have? So the, way, the way we look at this is is treat it like, you know, sales 101, you know, and, and I was alluding to it for, before in the fourth point. People like doing business with people they know, that they trust, that they understand, and and, and they, they know a lot about their personal um, life. So get to know mm-hmm. their names of their of your bank manager's kids and vice versa. Your bank manager is going to be doing this in reverse. If you give them the opportunity, yeah. they will want to develop a good relationship with you and they'll want to know these things in reverse. So, so, so to do it back to them, understand and, and you've got to be genuine about it, though. But generally, yeah. um, demonstrate that you you care about the bank manager because it can tell you what it, it can be a pretty lonely job as a bank manager. So if you're one of those few, again, the five percent that genuinely um, are interested in in the bank manager, it, it'll it'll pay off tenfold. So understand what they do. What do they do outside of work? Do they play touch footy, cricket, footy, whatever? Um, you yeah. know, do they do they you know, go to concerts. What are the kids' names? What do they do? What are their birthdays? Understand that. Treat your bank manager as if they were a customer, uh, because they are. You know, you are. You know, the bank manager is 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 giving you funding which you need to grow yeah. your business or to turn your business around. Treat them so all those, the same way. Yeah, all those things that you do to try and keep a lead warm, a prospect that you might uh, try and keep Develop strong relationships. It's, it's, yeah. Think about yeah. it, sales 101. If, 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 if I had my top 20, 30 A, a referrers or a, you know, a, a type customers, um, they should be in there. You know, everything you would do to keep your top 20 customers, you know, loved and, and warm and, and, and feeling like, you know, that they mean the world to you. Same thing with a banker. Put them on that list. Uh, again, it'll it'll boost confidence. And when it comes time to really lean on that relationship, it'll pay off. Yeah, because bank managers need to be loved too. Uh, there's our thought for the day. Mm. Appreciate your time, Michael. It's been very useful. 
Cheers, Phil. It's all about making you and your business memorable and instilling that feeling of confidence. So when you need help, you are more likely to get it. Makes sense, as always, uh, with Michael Fingland. Now, next time, beware the insolvency practitioner who doesn't follow through with the important next phase. We'll be talking about that next time on the Vantage Performance Podcast with Michael Fingland. I'm Phil Dobby. We'll see you then. (laughs) 